Hello and welcome to Goal Scott, the Polish football podcast. I'm Daniel and I'm joined by Matt for our instant reaction podcast to Poland's 2-0 loss to Argentina. Poland will still play uh, France on Sunday after just squeaking by Mexico on goal differential. Or was it yellow cards? Both matches occurring side-by-side over 90 minutes raised our collective blood pressure through the roof. We were barely able to watch this match and needed a cool down before we recorded this. But anyway, here we are, and here it is. Uh, how you feeling, man? Uh, I feel great. I I'm sorry if my voice goes. I was just I was screaming so much that I probably don't don't have that good of a voice today. But but yeah, I uh. I called my mom after because she was really confused. <laughs> Basically, oh. she was like, "Can you explain how we're still through?" <laughs> um, and I like could barely talk. She's like, "Are you are you sick?" I'm like, "No, I just just was you know experienced ninety minutes of trauma." <laughs> yeah, I was. I almost had a heart attack. I'll be honest. I, I don't know how. Oh my god, my heart was racing so bad. I was actually crazy. Just when the yellow cards, I was just begging it. Uh, when it was at the, a yellow card situation, I was just begging everyone just not to get stuck into tackles and <laughs> not to yeah. touch anyone for Argentina. Because, uh, but then obviously it turned to goal difference. Yeah. Well, man. Yeah. I, I, we've got a lot to talk about, and I also feel like I don't remember anything that happened. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but do you want to just introduce yourself quick? And and I mean, you've been on before to d- do the Argentina preview, but um, just introduce yourself, kind of. Talk about why you're here. Yeah. Uh, hi, my name is Mateusz Niemczyk. Um, I run a Twitter account called uh, Trusted Oscar. I mean, Gaza season. And um, yeah, we're, we're just here to review the game. And yeah, uh, talk about how Poland and Argentina are both through to the round of 16, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. It works out well for you because you're a fan of both. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and I think... I think actually, based on what needed to happen today, it was the best positive possible result. But obviously, it would have been easiest for Poland to just win. But well, for you, I mean, wanting Argentina to go through, they had to win, right? So no, they could have. What could have happened was uh, I was thinking because I've been calculating it for a while now. What could have okay. happened is both the both the games could have been a tie, could have been a tie, and then the, uh, oh, that's Poland right, would go first go through first and Argentina second. That would be best scenario, but mm-hmm. I mean beggars can't be choosers, so I will take I will take this for sure. I will take Argentina first out Poland second. Yeah, that's right. I, I forgot that that uh that's right that Argentina would have been through on points. Whole difference. Yeah, yeah, if um if there was just a draw, but still, I mean wow. I and I I think that there there are a lot of things we'll critique on on Poland's side of the ball, but I don't know. At, at least the first half. What were your thoughts? It was, it was a pretty wild first half, and it all kind of came crashing down after like two minutes <laughs> into the yeah. second half. But yeah, the first half I thought Poland played better than they did in the second half. But it was kind of, it was kind of not hard to play better than they did in the second half for sure. And uh, I would say the first 10, 15 minutes from Poland's side were actually, in my opinion, really, really good. I actually liked the way Poland played first 10, 15 minutes. Uh, they weren't really sitting back, but then, at, but then after that, like fifteen minute mark, it was just all Argentina the whole time. And when when Messi missed that pen, obviously I was happy for Shensen, but at the same time I was just feeling like like both sides, and it was just like it was crazy. I, I didn't know how to react to be honest. 
But uh, yeah. in the end, it's all, all that matters. Both are through, thankfully. Right. Yeah. I think I think um, maybe it was 15, 20 minutes in, and I looked at percentage possession, and Poland actually had a higher possession in the first in the start in the like first quarter of the game, basically, than we did against Saudi Arabia or Mexico. Like we were, Poland was doing very well. And then you're right. Like second half of the, of that first half, it started to get quite a bit worse. And basically it it was, it was Argentina chances left and right for the next 50, 60 minutes of play. So. Yeah. I thought Lewandowski in the first 10 to 15 minutes was superb. I just thought he was holding that ball every single time he got it, either gets, either got fouled or holding onto that ball and, and mm-hmm. basically taking the defenders onto his back and laying it off every time. First 10, 15 minutes, he was doing that great. Uh, and also for the rest of the game, he was doing fine and doing that as well. But he just didn't get the balls the rest of the game. Like, it literally did not get a single ball, even to try and, like, hold off the defenders. So that's yeah, what yeah. I was most disappointed well, about. Right, and it and it it was basically... We, we had some chances, actually, in the first half where we could have kind of had a lucky goal. Um, yeah, Bialik with his left, he just doesn't... He doesn't really have the the left uh, the left, the weak foot yeah. to what's it called the wrap that. Is, yeah, he had a, he had a weak foot shot that was just awful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't remember when that was like really early in the match, but yeah, it was really early. it'd be like if fifth that, minute. Yeah, if that was like me, for example, that's a goal or yeah. or at least like a very dangerous situation. But unfortunately, it, it wasn't him. It was Bielik, but. I, I thought Bielik actually had a bad game today. Uh, I just I thought he could do way better, but because yeah. a lot of Poland players played bad, but Bielik was losing the ball a lot in the first half and just not really a characteristic performance out of him. Was he's usually more solid than what he played today? I agree. I think um I think first half at least Zielinski, Frankowski, and Swiderski were all kind of helping out with with Levy obviously taking the lead and just. Get the ball up the field. You're not necessarily even getting good chances or anything. You're just you're just wasting time, forcing Argentina to have to come back and burn some energy. And like that was that was honestly working working pretty well the first I don't know twenty minutes, and then it kind of then it kind of fell apart. But right around right around uh, the thirty third minute, there was um, a really amazing. Johnson save, and then obviously the penalty kick. So what? So I'm trying to think what happened. Basically, Alvarez took a shot, I think, and it was yes. blocked by Johnson. And then um, there was a cross in. I don't remember who crossed it yeah, in, but it Messi was, had a header. Yeah, I think it was Acuna crossed it in, but I don't remember quite. But Messi headed it, and that was going wide. But I just think. Since they made a mistake there, the only mistake of his tournament so far was there. I don't know. There is no point to come out. He was just he felt a little bit too confident there. I don't right. think it's a penalty. Like he wasn't. No, but like I don't. I don't think he was going to punch the ball even if Messi wasn't there. Like he wasn't getting there in time. He would have been better to like just turn in and be in front of goal. And yeah, I guess I don't know. What do you? You were saying you don't think it was a penalty? Well. Uh, I mean, Shensley kind of like gave the evidence to the ref kind of in a sort of way to give a penalty because if he, he doesn't have to come out there. Realistically, Messi uh, is not that tall. Uh, it was all, it was a high ball. He I don't think he could have done anything with that. Kivior and Bereshinsky were around him, two big boys. And uh, yeah, I don't think Messi would have, And Shensley, if he was just covering the near post, Messi would not do anything with that. Uh, the fact that he came out 
uh, he just basically gave the referee a chance to give a, car- a penalty. And even though it was like minimal contact for me, he gave the penalty. But good thing Shensen, uh he uh, revitalized himself with the penalty save. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I think it's it didn't feel like it was a hard penalty. Like it, it didn't feel like it should have been <laughs> based on the contact that was made. But if he did a similar thing with his foot, for example, I think we'd be talking about it a little bit differently. I mean, he he ba- he punched him in the face, basically. You know, like yeah. <laughs> after after the ball was was headered, granted, but the ball goes off Messi's head, and then Messi's punched in the face, and so yeah, the contact didn't actually impact anything, frankly. But it's still contact, and it being its his hand versus his foot or whatever doesn't matter. But like you said, most important thing is the save was incredible i think i think um i don't i think foot mob tweeted out the percentage likelihood based on the shot placement of that go- that pk going in and it was 99 percent. Liter- literally one percent of balls that are placed there in a pk are well i mean i'm just gonna say that we have the best goalie in the tournament so far that's the gotta story. be the He's gotta reason- be I would say the only reason we're even through right now to the group stage is because of Shensi. Uh, I mean, I mean to the round of sixteen. What am I saying? Yeah. Because of Shensi, he he put us on he put us uh, on uh, on his back to say the least. And uh, I mean, he's just been crazy. And the fact he, the confidence that he has too. Did you see uh, when Lewandowski was angry at him for coming out, obviously, and giving the referee a chance? But then, but then Shensi was just like. He made this expression. He's like, "Don't worry, don't worry, Levin. I'll save this." Yeah, and, he was like, kind of winking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's actually just crazy confidence. Just, I, I, I didn't believe it when I saw it. And he obviously, and he did save it, but because yeah. he's just like in his, he's in the form of his life. I would say. Yeah, I so I pulled up um kind of a handful of goalie stats. So his save percentage is ninety percent, which is ranked fourth in the tournament. There's two players with clean sheets. And they're both Moroccan keepers, so ninety percent save percentage, which is which is fourth highest in the tournament. His saves per ninety minutes is six, which is first in the tournament, and his goals prevented is four point two, which is first in the tournament. And it's double the person in second, who, who's Andres Nopper, um from uh, from the Netherlands. It's it's insane. Those numbers are just incredible. And the, the, I mean, I, I thought the first goal obviously would have been really hard to stop. The second one, again, like but they both basically come down to defending. There was no, no keeper in the world that would have stopped them. No, I think McAllister, um, he what's it called he he didn't really strike that cleanly, but it, it was so it was a perfect, it was perfect. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. So it was no chance for sense that either of them, in my opinion, especially the Alvarez shot too. The Alvarez shot was basically. Going top corner of speed, he got a hand on it, but obviously yeah. couldn't couldn't quite save that one. Which which there's no you can't blame him. There's just he honestly put us on his back, and the only reason we're through to around the 16 to play France is because of Shensen, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I I mean he's he's not just the best goalie. He's like be- the best goalie in the tournament by by a mile. And I I really the sad thing is. I it's very very unlikely that we go deep into the tournament and it's hard to win like a golden glove if you don't go kind of deep and it's like he just cl- so clearly deserves it he's 
so obvious um yeah so obviously elite and it's like unfortunately that alone isn't recognized necessarily for awards and stuff so yeah yeah it's a team game unfortunately but i I would like to say that like when levis i mean when chance to save that pen my dad was just like cry he was just crying like tears of joy and also he was just like he's never seen he was like screaming. He's never seen a goalie play like this ever at a tournament. He's oh God, never no, seen this no. kind of performance from a goalkeeper. It's just crazy what he's doing. Yeah, it. Um, I mean, I you're a little younger than me, but um, I, it makes me think of Tim Howard at the at the World Cup. Um, in oh God, what year was that? Was it Tim Howard that I'm thinking of that had the? I'm cra- not quite sure. Game? Was he goalkeeper still 14? Yeah, he was. I think so. Yeah, 2000. It had to be 2014 or 2010 or 2006 because yeah. he played for a while. Oh yeah, it's gonna bother me. Who am I thinking of? It has to be Tim Howard that just had a stupid number of saves. Yeah, Tim Howard had six. It was the 2014 World Cup. He had 16 saves against Belgium. Yep. Oh, and just. Yeah, just wild. But um, whoa, gosh, what else? I mean, so so at the same time, Argentina starts scoring uh against us. Mexico starts scoring against Saudi Arabia, and I think our chances of going through were very high. And then after like five minutes, <laughs> in what, what's happening in both games, they they drop significantly. So I'm just kind of curious, like, what were your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, when I saw Mexico go up one nothing, me and my dad were celebrating because we were we were obviously what we, obviously Saudi yeah. Arabia scoring would be the worst thing ever because that right right that, that would have been it. Yeah. Yep. So obviously, thankfully that the Saudi Arabians did not play well because I was watching both games on because I was on the big screen. I had Poland, Argentina, and I had. Mexico versus Saudi Arabia on my iPad, and I was the only one watching the second game. My dad didn't want to watch the second game because he was like, "I just can't take it anymore." No, I couldn't so do I, that either. I don't know how he did that. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm no, gonna have to watch it tonight or something. My, my heart, my heart was honestly just like it was crazy because I, I could tell you that Mexico played so much better than Saudi Arabia. Honestly, I can't believe to this day that Argentina lost to Saudi Arabia. I just cannot. That put us in the big. That put us in the whole hole straight away. Because yeah. uh, Saudi Arabia, the last two games against Poland and against Mexico, they've been playing nothing. Right. Today, they played nothing. And we were, honestly, they were lucky to not lose by more than two because Mexico had this one guy, uh, Chavez, I, I think. He was on free kicks. And he, mm-hmm. he, his free kicks were insane. But if you, I don't know if you saw the second Mexico goal. No, I haven't. Scored, you got to watch it because it's, it's like 40 yards out. Uh, a free kick 40 yards out on his left foot and he puts it right in the top right corner to make it 2-0 and I was just like and he had free kicks like that all game because the Saudi Arabians were following next to the box and yeah. he was just shooting and the one time uh, their, the Saudi Arabian keeper saved it basically basically it was heading kind of towards the top corner but it was a good shot again another left footed beauty and mm-hmm. the keeper saved it thankfully because it would have been 3-0 but yeah, that guy was just bombing those free kicks, and they had other chances as well. It was, I think it was Lu- Luis Chavez, right? Yep, Luis. Chavez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he did get man of the match for that that game too. Um, yeah, well, oh, well, but he's not. He I don't think game. of him as a big. I don't think of him as a big dame for Mexico. No, in my no, opinion, but. no. But his free kicks, his free maybe not a big game, maybe not a big player, but his yeah. free kicks were insane. I, I don't, I haven't seen someone hit a hit, hit that kind of a free kick since Messi 2019 against Liverpool UCL semifinal first. Yeah. Level. I, yeah. that free kick was insane. It went t- right top cor- corner and it was like 40 yards out. He bobbed that thing. That was like the perfect shot. 
Yeah. So yeah, I even said I obviously it was a bad thing for us, but even I said I started just like saying like, "Wow, how how did you score that?" Because I was just in awe of that that shot. Yeah, yeah. So I'm so you know Argentina well, obviously. I'm curious what your thoughts on like the last I don't know like 25 minutes of play were because for me, I, I mean, I I don't follow Argentina that well, but I they really slowed the game down and they seemed pretty satisfied with two nil. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree. And that's the way Scalotti usually plays. Um, Argentina isn't gonna, isn't gonna destroy somebody three, four, five, zero usually. If they go up by one and it's like a game elimination game where if, where if Argentina tied it, they probably, you know, that would be, that yeah. would change it around significantly. So once they went up one zero, they automatically made a defensive sub. Leandro Paredes, CDM comes in for Di Maria in like the 55th minute or something. Yeah. Like yep. And and Tagliafico comes in for Acuna, which is another d- more defensive mm-hmm. sub. And it's just like that's the way Scaloni plays. He likes to hold on to lead, be more pragmatic, kind of like cautious. Don't let the other team back in the game, basically. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of like Mignevich approaches that, but from the first minute instead of after leading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I really got that feeling because they they definitely slowed the game down and they still had some chances, but they obviously weren't too disappointed that they. They didn't score another goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kivior, Kivior almost made my almost made my my heart drop. My dad oh yeah, my dad he, but he redeemed himself. He yeah. redeemed himself. because yeah. that was it. Um, <coughs> Tagla oh, Fico. Yeah, Tagla Fico. Eighty fifth minute, I think. Yeah, they, yeah. Except, uh, no. Martinez hit it wide, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, no. Yeah, and he should have. He should have buried it. Yeah. I, Met- I don't know who played Tegla Fico the ball there, but maybe it was Messi. I don't know. But but what what, what happened was Shensley Shensley got a fingertip on that too, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. This guy is actually insane because if Shensley yeah. doesn't get the fingertip on that, then Kivier wouldn't clear it out because he wouldn't be fast enough to it because it was a powerful enough shot that I don't think Kivier would be able to get that out of that. And Shensley got fingertips on that save. But what was what happened was before that when when Kivier passed it straight to uh, Lautaro. Oh, it was, was bad. So angry. Was I was terrible. I was screaming too. Yeah, and that's that's been yeah. kind of curious tournament. Like he does, he did that. He did the same thing in the Mexico match. Yeah, um, he did that against Saudi Arabia too. He lost. Yeah, the ball yeah. Time too. So, so it's like every game he's guaranteed to to just play play the other team on the goal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it never actually bit us. But he then he on he saved the day off the line. In then in stoppage time because that was going yeah. in. Yeah. Um. So I mean, credit to him, and you know the guy, he's a young guy, and he's got a lot to learn, and he makes mistakes, but he's still our best defender today, and yeah. probably, I mean, Gleek obviously old reliable, but you're really was a huge played a huge role in this tournament despite his his errors, and without those errors, I mean, he was he was kind of the perfect defender. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I I agree. Kivior for me is still very good, but he just he annoyed me with with the with the three mistakes that he had. Thankfully for him and for us, they did none of them turned into goals. Yeah. Somehow that's honestly just just all luck there for Kivior. But I just I thought Leek Leek was superb in these three games. I thought he, I thought yeah. he was the best defender on Poland. And I just say I think that people so there are some people that are, that say like Leek Kaviak. They're um they're too old for their for the national team i just think i think they're wrong because i think they have they're clearly wrong because kriholiak and gleek are huge huge stars of this tournament honestly and and honestly what i would have to say if is if 
Kvelviak was actually that bad or if Gleek was actually that bad, then, then I'm not sure that a third different coach in a row would, would keep playing them. That's that's the thing. Yeah, People on Twitter think they're like coaches or something that think they they know everything. But in the end of the day, if you're saying if Zencek, Sosa, uh, and and Mikhevic, all three play Gleek Kvelviak every single game, 90 minutes, then there has to be something, there has to be a reason for that. And obviously, I just think we don't have better at that position. We would like to have better, but we don't have yeah. better. Well, and and you know what? For the next <laughs> World Cup, we're gonna need better. There's no one else. They're they're not gonna be here for that. Like that is they they are. This is their last World Cup. This is probably both their last tournament. And um, I I admittedly there was a time before the Nations League matches where I was in the in the you know Krahoviak out crowd, and he especially in in this fall he proved why he needs to be there and then in the world cup he's been he's been really incredible yeah. except for the freaking yellow card today <laughs> yeah um well, where it's like you, you got to be more aware of what's going on and honestly i didn't really think it was a yellow but but you got to be more careful in that situation cuz that would have just been the craziest thing if all of a sudden we fall apart and pick up three I mean, yellow cards was- it was fine because, um, yeah, if we got three yellows, because that was what I was going to say, because we were upset. We were down 7-4 on yellow cards, which was good for yeah. us. But I was saying, like, Kvelviak, as a CDM, um, he gets a lot of yellows. He tends to get a lot of yellows. Yeah, that's how he plays. That's I get every, it. That's, mm-hmm. that's every almost every CDM in the world. You have to be, like, one of the best CDMs to, you know, not get a yellow from time to time because being a CDM is basically covering obviously mostly mostly defending but then also trying to stop a counterattack too and and those strategic fouls are are yeah i mean that's part of the job i agree but the timing of it was frustrating and yeah and i was not at all surprised i that that was the only sub substitution from ignevich to me that actually made that much sense (laughs) because the rest of them i was like why why are you making sub right now why is this guy coming on for this guy i i did not understand so the the Piantec bringing on him made a lot of sense. I did not get taking off um, Frankowski at half or Svidersky. Honestly, well, Svidersky wasn't so great, but but I, I I don't know. To me, to me, all the subs and who who they brought on was kind of weird. The only thing I liked was it was a couple extra classic guys, but like <laughs> aside from like representation, the substitutions didn't seem to make much sense. I thought that the sub. I mean. I personally thought that the Piontek, so I would have subbed on Milik if I was him because Milik would hold on to the ball more than Piontek. Even though, sure. no no offense to Piontek, like he did good when he came out, in my opinion. Yeah, hard. That's mm-hmm. all that he had to do, to be honest. Just kind of run around the field and do cardio, try to win some tackles, basically. But I would have brought on Milik because, like, and Milik was mad after the game, kind of. He was clapping, obviously, yeah. but, like, we, on, his fa- on his expression, you could tell that what he's kind of angry that he didn't get a single minute when he played good in my opinion against the Saudis. And Absolutely. I good. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he played good against Mexico too when he came on. So I think he deserved another chance, but yeah, end, no, I, I agree. I think either one of them could have, could have done that job. Well, I'm just happy. W- one of them came on, I guess is what I'm saying. It, you know, honestly, either one, maybe music does make more sense now that I think about it, but I was just happy this up was made. Yeah. Compared to the rest where I was just a little unsure, but... uh, Yeah, the rest, I would say, like, I wouldn't take... I mean, personally, like, Fadkovsky and, like, the other winger, like, they... I mean, to be honest, they didn't really do much, but then again, Skudash and and Kaminsky, when they came on, they didn't do much either. No, they didn't. No. And that's the problem right there. That was, like, 
uh, the reason why I think Mikhnevich did that was he saw that Flankovsky wasn't doing much. He saw that, um, who was the other sub? I forgot. Oh, Shvidersky wasn't doing much. So I guess he wanted to change the wings, but that didn't work either because Skudashi and, and Kaminsky didn't do good as well. So it was just, it was a bad performance by everyone, in my opinion. But the, yeah. the, the only important part is that Mikhail just doesn't have to explain himself after he does. For making those. It's so frustrating because he doesn't have to be accountable because we still got through. Yep. And I think that we will probably now, because I the likelihood that we get past France is, is so low. I think we will always be having this debate <laughs> because if if we were knocked out, then it would have just been the end of Meekball, you know, like Mignevich would have ended up not being on not being the coach anymore. And now you can't if we get knocked out by France, you can't get rid of him as coach because we still did what we needed to do, which was get out of our group. But it's gonna be continuation of Meekball and it's gonna be a continuation of of as some people say anti football. Um, I think it was the Saudi sports minister or whatever who said that. And it's like, yeah, I guess that's just who we are. If, I mean, if it's working enough to get through, then we're just going to keep doing it. So, yeah, that's the way Mikhailovich has always played. He, whenever he's coached somewhere, he always plays counterattacking style defensively. But I just, I was just like, I don't like, I don't like the way that we play, but it's with the quality that we have on the field. Um, especially against Argentina today. I mean, there was just a difference in class. You could see it. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's why we got to play more defensive. Because if we're because if we're going toe to toe with Argentina, they're just going to break us down. And they would score five or they would score two, three, four, five. They already scored yeah. two today when we were playing more defensive. But yeah, people have com- complained about that. But it's not like we have the squad to play attacking football against some of these bigger teams. We can play. Attacking football when we're playing uh, teams like Czech Republic, even then, like, but still, yeah, we uh, could probably play. Yeah, even yeah, that. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, San Marino, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Andorra and San Marino, <laughs> we can score more than three goals against. Yeah. The rest, yep. I don't know. I, yeah, no, none of the, uh, obviously, we've, we've sung Kivior's praises and Gleeks to some extent, but I, who who do you think had the best play on the field today? Like, who do you even give it to? I don't even know. Like, is there <laughs> any? Is there anyone of the ten field players that well, actually stood out? I, I I don't believe anyone of the ten field players deserves like man of the match. Poland man of the match, obviously. Chancellor, yeah, no I, right, right. No, no, no contest. I just can't think beyond him. Like, uh, is there anybody? I would say- I would say maybe maybe Lewandowski for the first 10 15 minutes the way he was holding onto the ball he didn't really lose it that much yeah. otherwise he didn't get the ball as much but I just thought everyone else was either non-existent or or just defending for their lives basically and it was just like yeah I can't really tell tell I guess Gleek I guess he played solid I don't know I, I don't solid. know really yeah. solid Gleek or Lewandowski for me the two picks from the two field players but it's kind yeah. of hard to decide no, yeah, really I, I thought game. I thought Matty Cash was like entirely invisible, um, but he's obviously the guy. Like, there's no one else. Which that position, I think, was kind of. May, I don't know. Maybe going into like summer Nations League matches, there was a contest there, and injuries and all that stuff plays into it too. But I, I think don't it's know. a good thing. I, that... Zielinski was okay, I guess. <laughs> 
I mean, <laughs> I, I expect more from, from Zielinski, but that's the kind of thing. When you go up against Argentina, that's not the kind of game for Zielinski because no. Zielinski needs the, type, needs the ball. He needs the ball to do something, and that's that's the problem right there. When Zielinski doesn't have the ball, he can't get into the game. He can't. He's not a he's not a ball winner. He won't he won't go and br- br- uh, dive in into tackles, win tackles. He needs the ball to try to play make, but he didn't get the ball at all, which is right, which is the bad thing. And that's why that's why for these types of games, like like if we're expecting Zielinski to do something, where we have unimaginable expectations for him because yeah. he can't pull something out of it out of his bag because in a game like like that. Yeah. That being said, he's got to be on the field because in the instance where we do have an opportunity, he's one of those guys that's going to be involved in, in a scoring opportunity, you know? Set, set pieces too. Mm-hmm. First cross. Like on the only chance that we had in the second half. Oh, I mean, basically the biggest chance that we had, the Gleek header that mm-hmm. went nearly wide. Basically the only big chance that we had was yeah. that. And that was Jelitsky's cross into the middle yep. for his right foot. And Gleek was, Inches away from scoring, inches. Yeah, yeah. That was the chance right there to possibly steal a point for Argentina or something. Even though we did deserve it at all, I'm not saying that we deserve right. a point. Right. No, I agree. Yeah. Well, so I think I'm gonna try and and get someone to do a um France preview. That's that's in the know on France, and hopefully they have they have. I don't know something that Poland can do right to to, to try and to try and squeeze through. But stop um, Mbappe. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> like, what are your thoughts? <laughs> stop Mbappe. Uh, basically, do ex- exactly everything we did today, except better and against yeah. uh, arguably, I don't know, better team. I think I think uh, Argentina against Poland was a superior side to Argentina against. Um, Mexico or Saudi Arabia, obviously yeah, they, Saudi Arabia, but I think they they on it they looked like a team that could win the World Cup. Obviously, we weren't we weren't a good foil or anything like that. That ignore our performance. Look at what they did. They did a lot right. I would I would I would have said, oh geez, after after losing to Saudi Arabia and sixty some minutes of not scoring against against Mexico. I would have said, uh, I don't think Argentina is going anywhere in this World Cup. But I think I, I, I honestly think that they go back to, into like the favorite status now. Yeah, um, I just I th- Argentina definitely their best performance so far in the World Cup. I just think that the goal that Messi scored against Mexico it t- it took off the pressure. Fi- finally, yeah. there was a moment of inspiration where where that pressure was suddenly off, and even Messi himself, like when he scored that goal, he was just. Like he was basically giving his teammates all hype, saying like, "I scored the important goal now. Now fight for me, fight for Argentina." Uh, yeah. And then he basically said to DePaul, who was who DePaul, I thought actually played good today, but the last two two games DePaul played terrible. And he was saying to DePaul, "If he's if DePaul if he, after the goal, DePaul, if you miss one more pass, I don't want to see your <laughs> see your face after the game." Yeah, and yeah, that's basically what he said. I just think the pressure kind of turned off after there, and another person that kind of changed. Argentina around is Enzo Fernandez. What a beast! I mean, Enzo Fernandez is just insane performance today. Just I was reading his stat line today as well because uh, uh, on Twitter they showed they showed it. Basically, just he was just a complete masterclass from Enzo Fernandez. I just think I think the world of this kid too. He's he's a great player. Yeah, no, I think he was he was incredible. There, the whole midfield 
was was kind of remarkable honestly i think the only the only player on the uh like offensive side of the ball that didn't do incredible was di maria like he seemed to lose the ball a lot their defense didn't have to do anything so it's even it's hard to even rate them but honestly honestly like they they could have if they needed to scored three more goals the way that they were moving the ball around so yeah Thankfully, was, they didn't. It, right, it was it, for whatever reason. I don't know if I don't know if they were like, "Oh, there's this kid in Chicago who likes both teams. We, we should let him through, or what?" But <laughs> yeah, Me- Messi is my goat for missing those for missing the penalty and missing <laughs> that other chance that he had. That's why he's my goat. I was <laughs> so happy that he missed those chances. For, I guess, <laughs> but yeah, uh, this was Enzo Fernandez's stat line. I just thought. This was a masterclass. One assist, 86 out of 94 uh, accurate passes, two chances created, two out of two accurate long balls, 100% tackles won. So every time he went into tackle, he won. won mm-hmm. Three recoveries, two out of two ground duels won, and three out of three aerial duels won. He mm-hmm. was basically just insane. He was dominating that midfield the whole game. And that's that was the difference, in my opinion, as well. Enzo Fernandez, these, these two games, since he's come on goal, assist, and just dominating that midfield. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I would think that they're favorites, and honestly, they're an incredible team, and I, I'd be very happy for Messi if, if they win. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. France, obviously, their first two games, I, I think they looked like the strongest tournament, and then they lost today to Tunisia one nil. But the, did you see their lineup for this? Yeah, this game? I, I watched. The, I mean, I watched. I was watching. Denmark oh, you did watch it. I wasn't able to. Yeah. So. I was uh uh well I mean I took the day off today. Okay. But yeah, um I what's it called? I had uh Denmark on my iPad watching it better because I was like there's no one at home other than me and I, I like watching my iPad more. So I had Denmark on my iPad, I had France on the T V and I was like uh I was like watching it and France had uh, their third squad basically. If you 'cause yeah. like obviously you can't have your third squad for the World Cup, but with all the injuries involved also for France that they have Luca Hernandez, Kim Pembe, Benzema. Um, who else was there? Uh, I can't remember off the oh Pogba off the top of my head. Just to say, there's one more as well. But with their injuries, they basically had the third squad because they had Mbappe well, bench. Right, it wasn't just bench. injuries; it was they also benched their stars yep. who were healthy. Because yep. I mean, it just didn't matter if they lost; like it was a whatever game. Yeah. Um, and basically, I mean, they were still they were still kind of played better than Tunisia. They had a goal back uh, disallowed in the last minute. Yeah. came on and scored, but he was offside. But I thought that, yeah, they had like Kolo Mwani up top. They have obviously still, like France's third squad is still very, very good. Oh, like, yeah, no, absolutely. They, would, the they, could, they, had. they could go to knockout rounds themselves if they're trying. I mean, yeah. I think that they honestly kind of got unlucky. Uh, they had more shots. They had more possession. They did everything right. It just... You know, soccer's a bit about luck. So, um, yep. yeah, T- Tunisia did end up scoring. I don't remember. Was it? It was pretty late, it wasn't was it? Kazri, Kazri. Oh no, fifty eighth minute. There was yeah. the the disallowed goal was was the yeah. one that was late. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tunisia though they yeah they they played well though as well. Obviously, Kazri scored a good goal. Um, yeah, I thought France were probably the better side, but that's to be expected. But yeah, Tunisia got, also played decent. And they kind of deserved the win, but in the end, it didn't matter for them because Australia beat Denmark, which was crazy. Yeah. Denmark played. Denmark surprised me how bad they were this World Cup. They're just 
They I had high expectations for them. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I I thought that they would be they would be a dark horse, but yeah, not none of their so players much. were in form, in my opinion. They just they didn't look the same for Euro twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. 2021 because of COVID, but still called Euro 2020. Um, yeah, yeah. I was, I, I just were surprised that they weren't in form. They, they just didn't they, look the same. They, they kind of pulled a pole in 2018, in my opinion. Like they, they did the whole pole in 2016, where you, where you, you do super well and get everyone hyped up, and then you show up to the World Cup and you flop. Yeah, I agree. Um. Except they actually did worse because Poland ended up winning a game. <laughs> but yeah, um, the one the one that was like I don't know what was going on that game that was, that Poland game that we won was the biggest was the biggest bore fest I've ever watched. Oh yeah, I didn't I didn't even watch it. I was like, well, the tournament's over. I I'll just work. I'm not using time off for yeah. this. But, I watched uh, it, but it was so boring. At least we won. I guess it was just that was the boring game, most boring game ever. I remember yeah. watching like. A four four two in this cartoon on the game because they made on the game where Poland won. And it was just like it was basically the Poland players like sitting on the sitting on like a beach chairs basically because it's a cartoon. And then all of a sudden one one guy just stands up and decides to roll the ball in because all the players are basically on beach chairs. And that's <laughs> it. And then the game and then the cartoon just finishes. And that's it because yeah. it was so boring. Nothing else happened. Yeah, but no, yeah, it was terrible. Well, uh, so so if we had. If Poland had won, we could have been up against Australia. Um, yeah, which would have been pretty incredible. I think. I mean, Australia barely got into the tournament. They they got in through a playoff game, right? And so it would have been interesting to face them because that would have been, I don't know, a possible possibility to get through. But obviously, France is going to be a lot harder. Um, yeah, unfortunately, and, and you know, no one should look at the result from France from today and and think, oh, maybe there's a better chance. <laughs> so. No, there. Mbappe's gonna be on the field, and, uh, and along with their other players. But honestly, if we if we went onto that side and uh, of the bracket now, which I think that that quarterfinal matchup between Netherlands, well, there's Netherlands USA. Mm-hmm. And then Argentina, Australia now. But if it was Poland, then I would say we even have a strong chance of somehow making the semifinal, which would be crazy. Because in my opinion, well, US are looking honestly the good, but I, Netherlands, in my opinion, has not yeah. has, hasn't done that well in my opinion. As I agree. Yeah. Saying no, I, I, and, well, I, and and if you watch them in Nations League, I I don't think that that squad is that great. Honestly, they have a few good players, but overall. They're not what they were in, like, I don't know, 2010 when they when they went to the final, you know, like they're, they're just not on the up right now. Um, and unfortunately for the rest of us, even when they're bad, they're still really good. But yeah, yeah. But I, but what's called they were kind of driving a little bit of a, a luck wave, to be honest, because the way they were playing against uh, Ecuador, Ecuador too. Ecuador played much better than them, in my opinion, and it ended up as a tie. And then the game against Senegal, they could have easily lost that one too. And oh yeah, because it was it was they scored a late two late goals from Gakpo and and Class, and I just thought I thought they didn't look good in that game either. They looked good against Qatar, but Qatar was just like to be Qatar, honest, no yeah, we're seeing yeah. <laughs> they're not good. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yep. So they just got they got an easy group and they got out with it seven points after two kind of luck games. So I just yeah. think the U.S. could. Pull out, uh upset there. I want that to happen because I like the U.S. too. 
But um, yeah, then like, and then probably Argentina in the quarterfinals, which Argentina looks like a safe bet right now to uh, go all the way to the semis with that with that side that they're on. I agree. Right yep, I agree. And next, and then in the semis would probably be Brazil, but who knows? But yeah, Brazil, the way they're playing so far, it would probably be Brazil because they are just they're Brazil are just insane the way that they're playing so far. Yeah, They've I been agree. by far the best. I mean. Against Switzerland, they looked worse, but it still was, it's still early in the tournament too, and, and they didn't really necessarily need the win yeah. to the max, to the max, and still they won, they pulled it out, and that's a sign of good teams. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, if, like you said, I mean, that, that bracket, that side of the bracket is, is probably gonna end up being one of the weakest areas. Ours, Say some hardest. by some miraculous, some miraculous result, we we get past France. We're we then we'd be England. England or Senegal, <laughs> which uh, Senegal is a great team. Don't get me, you yeah. know. I think England will definitely beat them, but Senegal is a great team, and um, and it's too bad they don't have Mane, but um, but you know, I, England I think would just tear us up. So yeah, there, the, there's no getting through uh, France and England. Uh, and then the semifinals would probably be like Portugal or something. So it's and then the final. Yeah. Oh my God, it would just have to. It would be like just. It's basically an impossible dream at this point to say that Poland's gonna go pretty far in this tournament. Let, let's just hold, let's just continue game by game. Let's see what happens. The pressure's off now. Right. The pressure right. is off. We did we what got, we needed to do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So hopefully, let's just play. Let's just play a good game against France, and we'll see what happens. Whatever happens is honestly fine for us. We're, we'll go home. We'll be applauded by our fans, and yeah, losing whatever happens. So um, we'll see. What, we'll see what happens to Poland with the pressure off now, which is hopefully, hopefully, will lead to good performance against France, even if we don't win. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it's exciting to be here and. And, you know, to some extent, you can't pick your opponents in round of 16 and, and stuff. And frankly, we're playing, we played Argentina, who is one of the best teams in the tournament, one of the best teams in the world, one of the best teams in the tournament, could easily be in the final. Then now we're playing France, one of the best teams in the tournament, one of the best in the world, could be in the final. If we got past them somehow, England, again, one of the best in the world, could be in the final. So it's like, you know, match after match, ultimately, you know, it, it's all about the quality of opponents you're playing and, and can you put in a good 90 minutes? So, yep. um, uh, depending on how we could, how we play, I, I might be more happy if, if we lose three nil to, to France, than <laughs> then, uh, then, you know, beating Saudi Arabia or whatever. Yeah. So, so. I, I just thought I think we can't have another performance like we did today, but I think it was the pressure today a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, if we have that kind of performance, then we stand no chance. Let's just let's just play our a good performance, and whatever happens is fine. Because ultimately, nothing really changes from our from what people are predicting. Like 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 after the draw happened, straight away after the draw happened, we thought, oh, we're gonna get out probably second in our mm-hmm. group if we get out. Set, so we gotta fight for second. And France will probably come out first in their group, so that means we would probably, if we come out, we're probably playing France in the round of sixteen. And so, so nothing really changes there. It's just basically the same thing. And the fact that Argentina lost to Saudis just made our heart race a little bit more. Yeah, but yeah, because they got they're they're a little they're bottlers sometimes too. They love they love to choke <laughs> the game. So yeah, 
especially Messi. I don't know how many times he's gonna miss a penalty. Thankfully today he's gonna he missed, but he's not he's not a he's not a decisive penalty taker. Well, I, but he took it so the I just don't understand. Like it's he didn't miss the penalty. Justin saved it, and it was a great save. You know, like yep. you, you, I, I I think Levy's Levis penalty wasn't wasn't incredibly well taken. I would say no. Messi's was actually, and it was just a very, very, very good save. So, yeah, yeah, um, Sensa is just like insane, basically. But yeah, Me- Messi just tends to miss some miss penalties though a lot, okay. a lot of times. So, uh, especially in some big moments. But yeah, that's that's the thing that annoys me the most. I would personally just just to save myself from a heart attack. I would personally put someone else there, even though it'd still be stressful, but it wouldn't be that bad because. I hate when Messi has penalties. It just, I hate it. To be honest, I like PSG where he doesn't have to take pens. Neymar and Mbappe can yeah, take pens. Yeah, so Neymar and Mbappe that. do it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, whatever happens then is honestly fine. Because at Barca, it would always be stress or Argentina as well. Uh, when, when, the, when it was a Copa America semifinal, the penalty shootout was just, I was basically like saying, I was basically thinking in my head, Messi's going to miss because I don't have trust in him and PKs, but he, he actually roofed that one. That was actually insane. Yeah, yeah that um, was great. Yeah, that, that was that was awesome to watch. And, um, and to add on to that, Emiliano Martinez was just insane in that penalty shootout. Yeah, and he was. And the funniest part is he was trolling during the shootout too. Mm. He was what he was saying uh, to me, "I'm gonna eat you up. I'm gonna eat yeah, you yeah, up. I'm gonna eat you up. Yeah, that was incredible. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. <laughs> kind of like yeah. sensitive today trolling as well. He was yeah, saying, he's got. Worry. I got it. I got it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, so, and and since they also tr- was trolling to Di Maria when Di Maria tried the Olympico, yeah. Too. Well, that honestly, Di Maria hit that perfectly. And again, that I mean, that was probably the second best save of the game, other than the PK. Yeah. Um. And and it'll be kind of ignored because those are like meme goals when they are scored. But uh, yeah. That was, no, was that was an awesome save. moment, and, yeah. and I loved the. Did he give yeah. him a thumbs up? Yeah, what did he do? Yeah. yeah, he gave him a thumbs up. He's just like he's like he's like yeah, don't try try that, me. <laughs> yeah, because they're the same. They're the same. What's it called? They're the same club, Juventus. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They're buddies. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're buddies. Yeah, but yeah. The only other the only other thing I forgot to mention that was Mimi from this game. So the only other Mimi thing that happened was uh, what did you think of Krahoviak's roulette? Oh, I, uh, me and my dad were laughing like, we were just, like <laughs> it was. It was hilarious. Like I've yeah. seen better roulettes from five year olds. <laughs> well, I mean, we were just saying like um, we were basically saying Kalaviak was Brazilian, though. That's what we were saying. <laughs> we were like Kalaviak Madiana. That's basically what. That's basically what, like Brazilian kind of word, Madiana. Uh-huh. Basically, kind of in Polish, which kind of means like you know magic kind of skills, like kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But it was so slow, though. It was so slow. It was like in slow motion, and he was way too wide. Oh god! <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was funny. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of funny moments in there uh, in, in today's game, but it, it was funny up until like the six, uh, up until Argentina scored twice and, and Mexico scored twice. Then, then, it, then it started not to be funny at all. Oh then, yeah, no, was, like nothing was funny. It was right. all stress. I was like covered. I'm literally like covered in sweat. Like, oh yeah, no. I, I was. A, I need a bath after this or something. I, I was. I was so sweaty and I was like a little teary eyed and I was like so tense, like just yeah. like a bundle of nerves. Like I think I pulled a pulled a few muscles. 
it, it was just a wild, whatever, 95 minutes, 100 minutes. So Yeah, uh, after the Saudi Arabian goal too, I was, me and my dad and my girlfriend were like, so, and his girlfriend was celebrating celebrating so hard after Saudi Arabia scored. But then uh, I, I celebrated it because it was in stoppage time and it's wasting clock. I think it still matter. Like I'm, I'm in the grand scheme of things. It doesn't, but like in the minute, the yeah. literal minutes, the seconds that, that happened during stoppage, like when a goal happened, you don't just get like an extra four minutes. Cause they're celebrating yeah. a goal momentum, or whatever, you know? Yeah. Also, yeah. Momentum swung a little bit obviously it didn't change anything on paper but in the motion of the mexicans probably in their minds they probably like you know they probably well, shift well and it's not like little. yeah and it's not like the saudis like earned it and had been nearing a goal for a long well, time had, like the was ball was on the other oh it, no it yeah. totally was it was a great goal it was just like the ball was just on the other end of the field. Like it, they they hadn't been knocking on the door for a while or anything. No, like that. they they weren't doing anything to be honest. It was it was that out was of blue entirely. That mm-hmm. was basically their only chance. Other than the first half, they were still kind of respectable. The second half, I would say that the uh, that the Mexicans were dominating. So I was kind of watching both at the same time, especially when it was two 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 two. I mean, when I was yeah. when it was two zero two zero for both both games, I I was watching both then, and then uh, more probably Mexico to be honest. But I was just thinking, like, there's no way that the Saudi Arabians are playing this bad, and they were so open defense too. I don't, you, if you watch the game later, it was because mm-hmm. they needed to score two, obviously, because they needed to score yeah. goals yeah, they, to make yeah. it through. So they were mm-hmm. obviously open in defense, but it was it was so frustrating that they had to score because they were so open in defense and they weren't holding up the ball at all. That the Mexicans were just basically driving it like three on three, basically almost every chance. Maybe like like three v four something like that, but it was based almost a disadvantage every time. And unfortunately for us, they didn't score a third because there were so many chances for them to score a third. And I was just like, there's one play in particular where I thought, oh, it's over. I, I just thought it was over because it was like the this the Mexican was sliding in, and he what's it called he put the ball into the middle, mm-hmm. but he just like he just like he didn't put enough power on it and then if if there's another Mexican in the middle if you put enough power on there then the Saudi Arabian would come back it would be open net and and somehow the Saudi Arabian like cleared it out I don't know how but it was basically so stressful I was just like oh my god we just got so lucky yeah well and I this is the offside yeah, two offside goals too two was it oh there was two wow yeah yeah I really need to watch this but there was (laughs) There was another one that they scored that was also offside, which was which was arguably even less offside than the one oh. that the first one, which is, yeah. But that was when I think it was offside, but it was one zero at that point. I right. think, I Got think for something like that, but it was er- more early on. But yeah, that one was less offside in my opinion than the one, the second one, which was clearly offside. Okay. But yeah, both yeah they technically had two goals called off for offside. One of them was I think. Well, no, it wasn't actually VAR they called off. It was actual offside. But if it went in, their VAR would t- VAR still obviously draw the lines and stuff. But yeah. if it went in, it would pro- it would be close, mm-hmm. very close. And obviously, it was offside because they drew it still. But it would have been another goal. Yeah, yeah, cool, man. Well, um, hey, any other any other thoughts? No, I just I'm just really happy right now. That's it. <laughs> very happy Argentina Paul to go through and. Yeah, me and my dad are really happy because we our dream is also for Messi to win the World Cup because we we both we both both love him, 
And yeah, um, yeah, Messi was a little frustrated at the end too when, when Lewandowski like yeah the handshake. Yeah, there was the oh handshake. we forgot about the handshake thing that yeah, was so they, weird. It, it was all fine at the end. No, after after the game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Messi just I don't know. I think he was frustrated that he also has sometimes a tendency to to be a little selfish sometimes. He's just like that. that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm not gonna what's called it. Uh, even though I love him, obviously I'm not gonna every single action that he makes. I'm not gonna. Um, you know, um, give him an excuse for that. But yeah, I think he was just angry that he didn't score the pen and he was just angry at that moment. But then at the end, they gave each other like a high five. They smiled at each other. So, so yeah. all, all good between Messi and Lewandowski FC. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Well, um, hey, where can people find you again on Twitter? Uh, my, my at is trusted Oscar Miguez season. Um, yeah, I love, I love Oscar Miguez, even though he's not Borsa anymore, but yeah, he's at Celtic now, but yeah, he was just like one of my favorite players uh, for Barca because he came in uh, when we needed defenders and he had one really good season. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just stuck with it, and yeah, that's that's it. Otherwise, there's nowhere else to find me. Nope, no, that's cool, man. Um, thanks again for coming on. I uh, love having you. So um, I don't know. Hopefully, we we find other opportunities to yeah. No, hopefully, hopefully Poland and Argentina never play again. That was the, scary, <laughs> that was the scariest game ever. I hate it. Please don't. Just, that was just not for me. Not for me. me not, not for me. I don't like it. Just don't, uh, don't, don't let it happen ever again, please. Please. Well, that's what, honestly, when the draw came out, I was just like praying for that not to happen. That's just exactly what happened. Like My dad was like, my dad was happy because he like he wanted to see Messi versus Lewandowski. He's like he was like happy after the. He was like it's his dream game. I'm like I'm like this can't be. You can't be serious. Right it's now. no one's this dream game. Yeah, <laughs> no not. one's dream game. Not mine. Definitely not, not mine. Lewandowski's. Probably not Messi's because he knows how the Poland team plays. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, they they won't play each other again. Hopefully, unless they meet in the final somehow. Actually, a final would be fine for me. But either way, I win. Yeah. Either way. Yeah, but yeah, oh, okay, it's 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 fine. All both are through, so it worked out in the end. Yeah, yeah, it worked out. Um, better than it than it did for uh for our other guys. All right, man. Well, thanks again. Uh, we'll uh we'll stay in touch and appreciate your time. Thank you. See you. All right. We talked about the bracket a little bit, but just to review what has happened so far. Netherlands will play the U.S. and Argentina will play Australia on Saturday. France and Poland will play the first Sunday game and England and Senegal the second match. Group E is open with Spain most likely to go through and Germany needing a win. Group F could be anyone but Canada. Brazil is on to the round of 16 in Group G, but it's open to who will join them. And Portugal is in from Group H, but anyone could join them as well. That is all for today's episode of Golska. Thank you for listening. Please leave us a rating and review. Subscribe for the latest podcast episodes to drop right into your feed. And catch you next time on Golska. On to the round of 16.